The Two True Freaks Internet Radio Broadcast. The Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. <laughs> Hello, my little reboots to the head. It's me, the Chris Keeper. And yeah, we've got another reboot, remake, sequel, whatever the hell it is. A Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's pretty good, but I got a problem with it. Where's the family? Where's the cannibalism? It's got Texas, it's got chainsaws, and it's got massacres. Eh, I'm thinking of getting a time machine and, and, and going back to, going back in time and maybe suggesting that they call it the Texas Chainsaw Cannibal Family Massacre. That way, you're not gonna get around it in these little remakey things. Anyway, here it is. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Vault of Startling Monster Horror Tales of Terror. I am Chris Honeywell, and I am here with our other three guests. Guests. Hosts. And, well, starting out on my list of, of co-hosts, we've got the other Chris, Chris Tyler. Sorry if a big gun makes you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> also sporting his brand new headset, we've got Luke Giaconetti. Just pay me, we're good. And sidling up next to him is his brother, Jason Giaconetti of them Giaconetti boys. Try anything and you're canceled, bro. Yeah, my, my backup line was, that looked so fake. Oh, yeah. It reminds me of... It reminds me of my grandfather. <laughs> it's not what you think. Uh. <laughs> so my back... Okay, fuck this. Um, yeah, so... <laughs> <laughs> if you can't tell the movie we're talking about from those quotes... What I don't know how you could, really. Yeah, it's understandable. <laughs> this one is uh, oh, brand spanking new. Nothing to really give it away. Yeah, we decided to we decided to 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 throw a a, a, a monkey wrench in and do a brand new one that we had no idea how we would feel about, and that is what well, it's just called Texas Chainsaw Massacre, right? Uh, sure is. Twenty twenty two, sort of taking the taken the Halloween kills route apparently from its trailers so we were like oh okay looks so I, I I was intrigued by it because I was hearing alternate I hate this I hate this movie's guts and I don't know I kind of liked it a lot so I was like <laughs> okay, it, it, that, that makes it very interesting to me and sounds like an interesting show and it looked like it had some decent production value so yeah. here we are <laughs> yeah you know the thing right. the thing about Okay, go ahead, Jen. 
sorry, the real quick. Uh, so reportedly, they had a, about a $20 million budget on the film. Um, uh, as we will talk about here, the film was initially slated to be released theatrically in 2021, uh, but they had a string of, they called them disastrous test screenings, uh, uh, which they then subsequently sold it to Netflix, who debuted it in February of 2022, just to kind of give you a quick little hitter there, because Chris kind of alluded to some of that. But yes, this was supposed to be in the theaters. Um, I think originally, I seem to remember, uh, I want to say Rumorg, talking about a Halloween release that didn't go so well. So they said, hey, Netflix, you want this thing? And Netflix says, yeah, we like those things. And then, so that's why it's here. Uh, yeah. also Netflix for- said, yeah, we like anything. Yeah, We will yes. take your property. Just real quick. Um, if you, if for those of you who might have noticed uh, in the very the opening, yes, that is John Larroquette narrating the opening of the film the same mm-hmm. way he did in '74 and the same way he did in the remake in 2003. Just want to throw that out there. There yes. you go. And it's well done that. in this. It's it's appropriately meta without being too too super in your face. That's that was one of the refreshing things about this was it wasn't a really a trip down memory lane. No. Or or you remember this? You remember this reference? It was almost like, like well, I Chris and I were talking about this a little earlier in an earlier recording. After an earlier recording, it's almost not like a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, or it's almost not like a movie about Leatherface. It's more like a movie. It's more like Michael Myers or or Jason. You know, it's it's a it's sort of a different thing. And I don't know if you're ever really going to be a Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie that's a good movie or a good Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie. Um, so I didn't watch this as one and I wasn't, you know, waiting for I'm like, wasn't like, hey, wait, where's the cannibalism? <laughs> you know, yeah, it was I, um... I, I took it for what it was, which is. This is pretty much one of the most purely exploitative exploitation movies in a lot. It, it exploits the fact that they were able to to buy the name of Texas Chainsaw Massacre and make it into a movie. It exploits like modern day politics in a really like superficial and and not very intelligent. You know, just 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 there to make you uncomfortable Surface. way. Yep, and it 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 just sort of it it presents all the good stuff of like a good solid slasher movie, you know, and but it just sort of generally succeeds as an ex. It does exploit all those things fairly well, and I found myself like just make it not bored through the whole thing and enjoying parts of it. Yeah, it's just, it, it it was odd. I was sitting there watching it, and it. At times, it kind of felt schizophrenic. It's like I feel like there's two different scripts here, yeah, mashed together. Probably clearly, were. clearly the influence from Halloween 2018 is here. Uh huh. It's so yeah, that's surface, another exploitation. But it's yeah, so more, surface. More surface exploitation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and it's I mean it's barely part of the movie. I mean it's it's referenced real quick in the beginning about Sally being a survivor, and then she gets a phone call, and then she shows up for about two minutes, and it's like. Okay. All right. Um, all right. I feel like there could have been a whole movie right there, but that's not what we're doing. And the, and then you, you said the, the budget was $20 million. 
um, they spent way too much money on this movie because it yeah. to me it did not feel grimy enough. It, 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 it looked yeah yeah I I mean obviously at first I was like okay these kids are driving me nuts because they all look like models but they're all in, they're all supposed to be influencer types and stuff and it, and there was a, a good amount of like that te- that sweaty Texas feel to it and stuff like that but yeah it was it it, it it felt too much like sets at some points at some points it hit the tone pretty good and at others uh, the cinematography is nice you know they they got had a good cinematographer oh yeah they, they definitely i mean they use the money it's it's not it it doesn't look cheap yeah at all you know the thing about the thing about this movie the kind of the the vibe this this movie gave me because i'll be honest you know i i haven't watched any of the more recent texas chainsaw massacres since the first remake you know the uh uh, our, our, you know, our, Arlie, Emery getting That's his, getting his one. pants sewn, which is one of my favorite scenes ever from a, from a horror movie. Is <laughs> him getting his, stand, because we've all been there, right? You know, let me fix your pants. You gotta take your pants off and you stand there. But anyway, um, you did, but the vibe I got from this movie, cause I, I, cause I enjoyed this movie too, but I enjoyed it kind of on the surface level. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm with, I'm with you, Chris. There, there's not a whole lot of, Jay, you like to say this. There's not subtext here. There's barely text. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so you know what this, what the, the vibe I got from this movie. This movie is like when you've got a band that that is really like a top of the line band, but they were a top of the line band in like the '70s and '80s, but they never broke up. Like they never had that big dramatic breakup, and they've stayed together, and they're just releasing albums every couple of years, and so you get the new album, and it's like, okay, this is pretty good. And there's there's a couple of songs in there. And it's like I could say, yeah, that's good. That's that that rocks. And they'll play those that that one like maybe it's the single or the title track. They'll play it on the set list, touring for a few years, but then it'll fade away and you won't miss it. It's it's that it's a perfectly serviceable album with good riffs and good drums and good lyrics, but it's like yeah, it's not going to hold a candle to the classic, but it doesn't do right. anything to take away from them either. So. You know, it, it's it's like the Virtual Eleven or the Super Collider of uh, <laughs> of, of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It's like I enjoyed it. it uh, uh, if it's if, if if someone wants to watch it, sure, we'll put that on. If I find it cheap, I'll buy it. But it's like I'm not going to say, man, I want to watch TCM 22 tonight. You know, I think so, I think they banked on a lot of people were going to be like, hey, listen, man, I want to see a big guy kill a lot of people with a chainsaw, and that's what happened. And uh, there, there were a lot of reviews like that too. They're like, "Look, I I signed up for people getting killed with a chainsaw. Lots of people got killed with a chainsaw." So, yep. And, a lot of people did stream it. Okay, let's let's just call a spade a spade. I paid for Goodwill Humping, and I want Goodwill Humping. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if anybody remembers what show was that. It had uh, it had Larry from Perfect Strangers, and Darlene from. Uh, from Roseanne and and uh, oh what was it? But he, he's trying to rent a uh, rent a porno and they gave him the wrong tape and so now he's like complaining to the management. I asked for Goodwill Humping and I want Goodwill Humping. Nothing beats a good porno movie. Oh, sorry, carry on. <laughs> okay. so I'll say a lot of people did in fact watch this. I mean, it came out in the middle of February, kind of in the doldrums of like, like there's not. It's after the Super Bowl. It's before March Madness. 
There's, it's just, it's just, it's, you know, but the thing was, uh, I know I said to you guys like, Hey, you know, what do you call, it? you know, it drops tomorrow. And you guys are like, really? And I literally got up the next morning and I watched it with breakfast. I'm like, Oh, I'm going to watch TCM with breakfast. And it's like, you know, it's just one of those things that like, they, they kind of Netflix kind of knew that like, look, this is not, uh, you know, like whatever, this is not like we have some movie here that everyone's been chomping at the bit to see, but people don't have a whole lot of new right now, That's you know, right. kind of thing. Yeah. Like, so they put it out there, and they got it got a lot of eyes very early on. I can definitely say that this movie got a lot of eyes very early on. Netflix was very happy with the number of views, at least in the initial release. I I don't know how many repeat viewings it's getting, but uh, at least initially when it first came out, within the first few days, Netflix had reported they were happy that there was a good number, of, a good amount of traffic going to the new release. So. Well, the thing is, is that, I mean, you know, that that's the other thing is, you know, Netflix banks on you looking at the the new releases and or the new to Netflix tab and either saying, oh, wow, that's that new one that they advertise with Ryan Reynolds or that's that show that I used to watch or, hey, that's that show we watched the first season of and, hey, the new one's out. But they also bank on, hey, that sounds familiar. There's yeah. a lot to that. The name, I mean, we don't necessarily think about it because it's been a while since the franchise has, has really been active in that space. But, you know, there's value to the name Texas Chainsaw Massacre among oh, yeah. casual viewers and, and even, even, you know, horror fans. There's value there. You will get, I mean, you go to any streaming service. You, you pick it. The, 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 you know, Peacock, Paramount Plus. Netflix, you know, uh, Tubi, any streaming service, free or paid, there is a ton of horror in their catalog of movies. And there's older stuff, too. Like, um, you can go on, I think it's Tubi, you can watch almost the entire Hellraiser series on on that. So it's like, there's there's a lot of value in those names. And putting out a new one, it's just, it, it just all it does, honestly, it makes me sound smarter because it continues my analogy. There's value <laughs> in that name. If if a metal band or a hard rock band that has a lot of fans still that might be aging, but they're still out there and they're more willing to buy a CD than to stream, then if you put a new album out, chances are it's going to sell pretty well, yep. you know, and you're not looking to reinvent the wheel. You're not doing, you know, uh, you're not putting out, uh, you know, risk or, uh, you know, uh, what is it? Uh, pink bubbles go ape or something like that. You're, you're putting out. You're putting out something solid that is identifiable as the brand. And then you're going to get, I said, I'm, I guarantee you, like you said, there was a lot of mixed reviews. But I'm sure there was someone like, hey, that, two, that new TCM, that's worth watching, man. Hey, as a guy who had to import Virtual 11 when it was getting released because no one around my area was carrying it yet, I, I, I get it. Like, yeah. there's always going to be the marks for whatever you're into. Like, you're going to have that segment of the population and the fan base that just wants it regardless. Yeah, dude, I've got Super Collider with the lenticular cover that I bought from Best Buy. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a target market. Dave Mustaine looks at me, he's like, "Now look at that guy right there." <laughs> <laughs> Hello, me. <laughs> Eat the real me. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm kind of tangenting into an episode of Long Play here, but I think you guys understand what I'm saying. <laughs> oh yeah, they get it. Yeah, I, I'm of the opinion after. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the only place he could have gone with that, you could have gone with that with a sequel, was TCM2. And then after that, all the real juice from from that, from trying to 
do the original story was done. It was done. It's it, you're never yeah. going to get the surprise of Leatherface just coming out and bonking that guy on the head and and slamming the door ever again, you know, because everybody know the family is already established. And then, you know, by two, the family is sort of like almost, you know, humorous and satirical. So after that, you know, it's all been just sort of like curiosities. And I remember seeing the Arlie Ermy one and being like, hey, that's pretty, you know, it had its moments, but, you know, it wasn't really scary, but it was. But it wasn't supposed it was, to be scary. It, it was. was it, a platinum yeah. dunes movie so it's designed to put uh good looking people in you know bad situations i mean jessica veal is the main lead of the movie and it's designed it was it was it was like it was uh um fuck uh the other remake i andrew uh, alexandra aja made it the hills have eyes right kind of thing by way of like like remakes and stuff but like the, the, the hills idea, have but, eyes remake and, and and it's I never was a huge fan of the Phil Hills Have Eyes, but I think the remake was actually more of a solid movie, right? Than the original well, Hills Have Eyes. I, I will I, yeah, I will I will say I, yeah I yeah I no I know what Jay's getting at. T, the remake of TCM is you know we talk about and we talked about this I think with Frailty didn't we that you know on on Two True Freaks we're 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 famous for talking about seventies damage. And how yeah. uh, there are some movies have two thousands damage. T the remake of TCM has some two thousands damage on Ooh, it. Oh yeah, you know it is very much <clears throat> a product of its time. And Jay's right; it's not designed. Of of all the franchises to remake in that style, TCM seems the one that's the most egregious, right? Right. So so in 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 that case, you know, relative to that, what we're doing here to me, and and, and okay, now let me get into a detail here. So, so they, the kids all go to this town. They have bought up the town. They're going to gentrify it, okay? And, and they're going to have this auction where they're going to auction off all the buildings to turn into these little boutiques and stuff for people that want to get away from the grid, right? Okay, fine. I'm down with that. So how old is Leatherface at this point? Yeah. If he is the guy still living in Almost that 80. house. I, yeah, I'll be honest with you. What I really thought this was, in my notes, I have Leatherface in quotes. Like that this isn't Leatherface. I thought this was going to be just either a random screwed up guy that happened to be living in this uh, halfway house, basically. Or maybe it's like, you know, one of, a descendant of the family. Right, you right. Know, maybe this is a new Leatherface. It, it and it's still like could that, be because he's fucking huge and unstoppable and super fat. He's the old Leatherface was... Plotting. Like that he was the, the, the son who probably was, you know, mentally, mentally. Yeah. Mentally disabled. handicapped I mean, or disabled. Family was a little and, touched, but. Right. Right. Yeah. They were like kind of an inbred family, but he was like, you know, mute and, and, you know, messed up face. And, and he, he would just sort of killed in this sort of like spasms, you know, he was more like, a, like this, uh, the scared, nerdy little, like beat up kid of the. Th He's a little bigger than everybody else, but he was, he was clumsy. But he would just like, brutally overpower people and get them by surprise, and and was just basically like getting food and protecting the family, and just sort of, acting in this like, you know, like reactive sort of way. And and this guy is is like taking bullets and. 
you know, all of a sudden he's behind you and he's moving, you know, he's moving slow. Then all of a sudden he's gotten somewhere real quick, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Like, and he should be like in, in like well into his seven. He should be grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. He should be like grandpa is in the first one by this. Point. Yeah. So in, in my, in my personal fan canon, this is, this is a new generation of Leatherface, you know, Texas Chainsaw new the next generation be damned. You know, this oh is... Oh, my God. How great would it have been a scene with him as, grand, like, Grandpa, and they put the chainsaw in his hand? Yes. You're trying to Look chainsaw some girl, and his hand keeps slipping off his head. I mean, he took that nasty gash to the leg at the end of the first movie. He really, but, you know, by this point in his life, yeah, he'd probably be a little hobbled, you yeah, would think. Yeah, yeah. So that that just all this all this just lends credence that this is not this is a new Leatherface, and you know the ending is ambiguous. You know he go we that spoiler alert for the very the epilogue we see him go back to the house, but it's like again, again it could be that they took a girl and had their way with her and produced another generation. It could be like a Firefly clan sort of situation, mm. you know. Where it's like, oh yeah, so, there, there's a whole group of these of these guys, and I was like, oh well, we need a new Leatherface. The old one, you know, he's Grandpa now, so now we need a Leatherface. You boy, <laughs> and, and, and it's like maybe maybe you know they they stuck a poker in his head or something like that, and it's like, okay, now now you're now you're more like your Grandpa. Look at you. I mean, they would have had to change the story, but they could have just as easily said it in the '80s or something like that, you know? Yeah, it's it's, it's, well, it's strange. I, I think that I. Uh, honestly, I think the whole thing got based around the idea of, I, like, I just have this intuition sometimes with some movies. When you see a scene in the movie and you go like, oh, my God, that guy had that idea for the scene and they built this whole movie around yes. it. And, <laughs> and the final, final scene in this movie with the, with the, with the Tesla, you know, par- sort of, you know, a, a twisted twist parallel with a twist to the original ending i think that might have been the like just and the guy goes that that would be a that's a great way to end it you know and then you know just driving away and the car drives away on autopilot you know and it and plus you get that modern twist in there and and i think they built it backwards from that like who would be driving who would be coming in there with a tesla and and all that you know and and build it because it's just such a weird concept. They're almost like a religious cult or something, or like a techno cult or something. They, they make that point that they're a cult. It's like, you know, we're just, uh, there was, uh, the quote is what we're just like my, uh, fuck away. Are you all a cult? Idolistic <laughs> individuals who want to build a better world. Yeah, that's yep. a cult. That's, that's a cult. cult. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, but you know. Is, yeah. I mean, for 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 some people, they're they're uh, you know that that is their religion, isn't it? Well, the, uh, how, yeah, but how <laughs> interesting neighborhoods it... and going to getting coffee and shit. That's uh, you know, and uh, artisanal cheeses and uh, you know uh, aromatherapy carpets and uh, you know. How much uh... crazier would have been if they'd been really a cult, though, like a real <laughs> honest to god cult, you know? And then it would have been cult versus Leatherface, and then all of a sudden these guys are like. You know, a, cha- a chainsaw cult or something. <laughs> and then all of a sudden we've got Halloween 6. You know, honest to God, cult in there. <laughs> we've seen that movie. And we've seen that movie with the regular cut. Yeah, the movie, cut, so the I, yeah. cut. Yeah, we've seen oh, no. more of Halloween 6 than I think anybody ever has. I've seen Halloween 6 so many times with different cuts. None of them make sense. 
So you can trust me. You don't want to start mixing your cults. You just uh, <laughs> put them all together. Why the hell not? She lives. One, she does live. One, one I, I got her movie. <laughs> guy killed in a dryer. Guy not killed in a dryer. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just saying the the one that really. I mean, again, I, I if I want to start picking apart horror movies because some people did a lot of that anyway, and it's like literally, I think some people went out of their way to try to like rip this movie apart. Just uh, you know, because I think. And I can't say for sure because I can't tell exactly who's writing the reviews because it has all their little pretty little, like, you know, uh, you know, like Bad Bunny with three Z's, you know, kind of thing, yeah. you know, or whatever. Um, it's like, uh, that chainsaw is 50 years old and a chainsaw that's that old would have gas in it that wouldn't be any good. And it would have to be totally rebuilt from scratch. It's like, okay. oh, my God, shut your fucking trap. Like, Dude, I, I, no don't, I don't want to step on your point, but I did have a note that said, how does the saw have gas? And then in parenthesis, I put stabilizer. Okay. Because no, you, no, no, no. you do put stabilizer in your, in your, your you know, two and four stroke engines when you put them up for the winter. But I don't know how long that stuff lasts. And I understand. <laughs> I totally get that. I totally get that. Like the gas would okay. have been evaporated out of the chainsaw. Well, and, and there was already so a mechanic much. in the town. He could have just had a chainsaw on the wall. Like you didn't need to have the. Like, I, was I think he had it. a little tube in the wall, and he just kept cycling <laughs> fresh, fresh oil in. And and it's a chainsaw too. You got to mix up the oil. You you got to mix oh, yeah. up the gas and the oil too. So That's four the chain the chainsaw takes a shotgun blast and keeps working. <laughs> like chainsaw really gets like thrown off sometimes by too many wood chips. All right, look, <laughs> chainsaw is not as 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 uh, Joe Bob Joe Bob Briggs points out in uh, one of the it might be the first or the second in Search of Darkness. Chainsaws are not good weapons to have fight with, right? Because no, they, because it's and look, I'm not trying to ruin Hollywood chainsaw hookers where they have a, they have a, they have a chainsaw fight. I'm not trying to ruin it. That movie's awesome. What movie. I'm saying is, yeah, yeah no, no, I do. It is, it is, it's awesome because you're thinking, going, I, got, I got no beef with Hollywood chainsaw hookers, man. <laughs> it literally has Hollywood chainsaw and hookers all in it, all within minutes. Uh, I'm just saying. So the thing is, any is chainsaws are, no, that's a different one. I'm sorry, carry on, go. Any chainsaws are really using a chainsaw is a bad weapon of choice. I'm just saying it just, it, it, but it looks like it could really fuck you up. But let's be honest, the chain jumps off that thing so quickly sometimes it's useless. But you have to kind of buy in that's going. I mean, did I roll my eyes and go, oh my fucking god? Of course, right? Like I, there are certain th yeah. things in the movie you're like, this doesn't happen. But okay, when the, 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 the one the, the, the Texas Ranger him. woman gets gutted. She gets yeah, her okay. guts, guts just taken out, and she's still she's still laying around, tossing her shotgun to people later on. You know, ten Sally, minutes later. That's Sally. Okay, so Sally, yes. Sally is is the is okay. It's, it's not played by um, Sally was played by uh, I'll find her name, Olin Ferrer, uh, because Marilyn Burns died uh in two thousand tragically in two thousand fourteen. So it's not really Mar uh Madeline um. Marilyn Burns back here, right? That I said I, when, I, when I watched the movie, I said, "Oh my God, there you are going to find there's going to be one point." If if you bought everything up to this point, she literally has the gun to his fucking head. He has no way of defending himself. Yeah, she got he he she has been carrying around since 1973 the fact that he has murdered 
her brother, her best friends, all that stuff, pulled the fucking trigger. Yeah. That she pulled the trigger and blow his fucking brains out. I said, that right there is the faith that I can't make. I'm willing to buy. I know the chainsaw can't work. I know it doesn't have gas in it. I know there's no fucking possible way it can survive the shotgun blast. All those things I'm willing to buy. But when she put the gun to his head after she spent her entire life hunting him and didn't pull the trigger, that right there is not being true to what you're trying to tell as a story. There's a difference between, there's a difference between, okay, a continuity or a technical goof like chainsaw. And then that, that to, there are certain ones of those that you just kind of take in stride because like, fine, it's a movie. What you're describing is a flaw of an, of the narrative arc. And the point of her character is to hunt her, to hunt hunt down Leatherface and, and get revenge on him. That's what she's built her entire life on him. And so he doesn't do that. Yeah. It's, it's, it doesn't ring true. So, that again also kind of gets into the idea. If it's not actually Leatherface, maybe that's why he doesn't remember her. Right. Well, and and also the, times she's demanding that the mute person save these people's <laughs> names, and it's just like, come on. The thing is this. I mean, and, and literally, this has come up in so many people's reviews, Bash movie. In when you we watched Text Chainsaw Massacre, and I don't know the last time any I mean, people may have watched it more recently than I have. I don't remember at any time them ever knowing her name why would they know her name they right. didn't call her or the other or the other people's names that they right. killed right literally they're not reading like, the newspapers kind of, well but it's not even that it's not even just that the idea though too is like that no point do they ever interact with a place where Leatherface would have heard anyone called by that name now if, yeah. if in in the van different story Right, kind of thing, but clear because because the hitchhiker is there, and he might have heard their names, but he's gonna go report to them. They're all their names and who they fuck they are. Like that, I get. But the whole idea, and this is, I think, where where they where they lost. Uh, I mean, they lost some of the story that they were trying to go with. If you said Lori Strode, gun to Michael Myers' head, does she pull the trigger? Oh, yes. Yeah. Does and she fucking does. She fucking spends her. She traps him in the basement. She burns him. Like if it wasn't for the fucking fire department showing up and dicking that whole thing over, he might have burned to death, right? If for sorry, if you haven't seen the end of or the beginning of Halloween Kills or the end of Halloween, right? So the problem is that right there, that in, in that, that that lack of continuity in basic storytelling we're doing to me was the was to me the worst part of the movie i well, love yeah, they wanted to the do the thing build. where they built her up like a badass and then she yeah. gets taken out in an ironic twist so they should have done that they they didn't commit to that they should have had her walk right up to him you know go to kill him and he just fucking breaks her neck you know that would have been shocking and stuff but they they had to like they had to give her she sort of half was like janet lead you know it, it was they they gave her enough like to where she was starting to be a character almost when they killed her and then when they killed her they didn't even commit to it they still had her l- alive enough to yeah so yeah they they should have just committed to like having her be an actual badass and then just get bested immediately you know which would have made it even scarier for these kids who are just kids so it, I mean, but it's just frustrating yeah it's just frustrating when you can see what they're doing you can clearly see she's supposed to be she's supposed to be you know i mean that's the whole point like she's supposed to be laurie stroud like that's that's what we're trying to build her to be okay like i'm willing to buy that 
But at the same token, you can't have, I mean, she can say, you killed and whatever, and say that line, but there's, go down and pull the fucking trigger. Like, I'm not saying, I mean, I mean, the reality is, you know, if you walked up on that person, you're trying to kill them, you're trying to kill this person for, you know, 50 years, you're going to pull the fucking trigger immediately. But like, she literally is right there. If she said, you know, if she could have said, look at me, I'm going to shut, I, I want you to look at me. And, I'm gonna, and, and, he, and he turns back, she says, you killed it. And then tried to blast it and he pushed the gun away, whatever, just yeah. something else. But it just, what? Like, or... You so what you're saying, well, you need to pull a Danny DeVito. I just start blasting, you know, just... <laughs> I just start blasting. Rob, <laughs> <laughs> Real quick. quick cause this is, look at this. So there's a, um, there's a tweet that says, the sea urchin, that's sea urchin? I think it's a sea urchin, um, has the largest penis uh, per size of actual whatever. Like, it's some actual, like... Per capita. Like, right, right, right no, per, like, you know, per size yeah. of the thing, right? right? And Danny DeVito goes, stop calling me the sea urchin. And I was like, so perfect. I was like, oh my God, Danny DeVito. That's a really good one. But like, as long as you don't, you're not going to shoot my face. Are you? You're not going to zoom in on my face. I have a thing about my face being filmed, um, which is really funny too. But it's a whole lot of other references there. But yes, I had to throw that in there. because you could, anyway. anyway, so the other thing. So Chris, you said that you thought like maybe they had the Tesla idea of runaway. I'll be honest with you. I, I guarantee you, as soon as they said, you know, whatever the idea that spurned this, someone said, yo, they should be, yo, I think everyone said, yo, 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 speak on this. Uh, so Conan so, was involved in the uh, pre-production of this movie. I didn't know. <laughs> so, wrestling Conan. I knew you were going. <laughs> um, so, some, he, someone probably said, they need to all Instagram it or, or like, you know, whatever, like, you know, do it live. At them getting killed, not even meaning to, but like, what's this guy doing? Look at this motherfucker. Like, they're doing a yeah. TikTok of it or something. Because that's the line I use. And I, that line's in the trailer. And as soon as I heard that line, I'm like, oh my God, please tell me he's going to murder the fuck out of this person. And yeah. they're filming. I, 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 I can't lie. I had a big smile on my face. Yeah. That was pretty, yeah. Was pretty damn awesome. Yeah. No, that's the thing is. That's the thing is. That's what I loved about it. It started. It started in with like cheap politics. It's like, oh, this girl survived a school shooting. This guy yeah. likes guns and rolls coal and and all that. And and then it really was just there to like get you hating everybody enough to when that bus full of people gets pulped that it's very <laughs> gratifying. And it is. It's what well, you're there. It's what you bought your ticket for. Or, or what I didn't even buy my tip but this yeah, you, what you clicked a link for. I mean yeah. the thing is is that it, it does a it does a good job of, of you said it was the most exploitative of exploitation movies. It does a good job of giving you a wide berth of characters to hate. So no matter where yeah. you fall on the spectrum, it's like you don't like progressive, we got you covered. You don't like conservatives, we got you covered. You you don't yeah, like, and, you know, well, people even, of different colors, we the, got you covered. It's all good. We got lots of white people all getting killed too. It made all the characters like if you were a conservative, you could look at the conservatives in this movie and go like well, I'm not really like that, you know. Yeah. That, those, those aren't guys like you. The same way, and the same way, if you're progressive, you can look at the people. Well, that yeah, those guys are obviously just asshole progressives. So, you know, and so it's 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 broad enough, you know, to hit everything we need. And lately, like lately, and 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 maybe it's because I don't watch enough red box movies, but lately it's like exploitation movies have sort of gotten into this generation of people 
who you know legitimate you know probably started with tarantino was where it really broke into the mainstream but like where exploitation movies are are as they should be you know held up as more as real movies and and stuff like that but then there's a whole new generation of directors who are making exploitation movies that are that are have another level of production to them so they're not you know they they're they're more like a a a thought out movie rather than like dude i you know we need more coke money and we got to get this thing out and like what's in the newspaper what's in the newspaper let's kill let's kill those people in it or have those people killing people or whatever and you know that it, where it's real exploitation where it's like no they're not although i don't i don't know if no i don't think they were setting out to be like let's make a real art film version of no. you know texas <laughs> What is okay. someone I will, I will say this. I will say this. If you wanted to be topical, and this film apparently does want to be topical, because who can't be topical? Okay, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it have killed two birds with one stone? No pun intended. To have him pull out an electric chainsaw. Yes. Oh. Yes. <laughs> but his cord only goes so long, and he's like, God damn it. Or to have a have a scene with one of the you know you know where they're in the town. You know, for one thing that's stupid is you don't go to the town just hours before the investors yes. come to look at anything. You know, just like, oh, this is a town. Okay, the investors are on the way. You well, know, no, you would have been there. Millennials, for, Chris. Millennials. And it would have been a nice one with like a millennial out there with his with his electric chainsaw pruning up one of the trees and stuff. And then like, you know, decides to take out Leatherface and turns around and just is met with, you know, dang, 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 dang. Okay. <laughs> you know, and then it, and, and then it, and then you know, like it would have been a little gremlins like, but you know, he he reaches the limit on his cord and or his yeah. You know what? Like, if Tony Hooper was out. still alive, he absolutely would have been able to make serious hay out of yeah Leatherface versus Millennials, and I and it probably would have hewed closer to, to Texas Chainsaw Two. And it probably would have been amazing. <laughs> Some somebody trying to escape on one of those little like rental electric sco- scooters or something. <laughs> you know, he does have a predilection for killing people on on you know that are sitting down in wheeled things. So. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. So um, I just have this image of a guy pondering along on one of those little electric scooters. <laughs> I'm gonna floor it. <laughs> What if it's just kind of ambling after him? <laughs> Not really trying to run, just kind of like stopping a few feet to let him get ahead a little bit. Oh no, keep going. Okay, I'll catch it. So let me just throw this out there. I just found this. I was looking through this thing here. Okay. Oh, my face. Um, initially, during the development of Leatherface, which came out in 2017, the producers had the film rights and intention to make five more Texas Chainsaw Massacre films. What? It, wait, in, in April of 2015, producer uh, Krista Campbell stated that the fate of the uh, potential sequels would largely depend on the financial and critical reception for Leatherface. Well, that's really bad on your part, lady. Um, by December 17th, Lionsgate and Millennium Films uh, had lost the film rights due to the amount of time it took to release Leatherface. And in August of 2018, it was reported that Legendary Pictures had entered preliminary negotiations to purchase the film rights to Texas Chainsaw Massacre with the studio intending to adapt television and film installments. So, for those of you who have not seen Leatherface, that thing took fucking, like, five years to make? Like, holy crap. 
Oh no, it took like, like two and a half, three years to make. And you watch that movie and you're like, why? Um, but like if Leatherface had hit, we'd have got five more sequels in that series. Now well, I know all, some- that, all that means, like I said, I, I mentioned it already is that they looked at what dimension did with Hellraiser and said, yeah, I can do one better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, those, for those of you who are not 100% sure, like, so the thing is, when you watch the Hellraiser, I mean, Hellraiser 1, 2, and for an extent, 3, um, are clearly movies, the zombie, 1 and 2 for sure, but like 3 even then, like I know you get some weird ones in there, I know people like CD and stuff, but when you start getting further into the Hellraisers, it becomes so obvious that the Hellraiser movies are not Hellraiser movies, they're just literally scripts they had, they said, can we stick uh, Pinhead in here? Great, put Pinhead in here. And it has nothing to do with Hellraiser, right? And there's a point where what one of the last ones they made didn't even have, um, um, what's his name in it? Um, Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley, thank you. They, had, they yeah. couldn't get Doug Bradley. Doug Bradley. They couldn't, he, he, he basically said he wouldn't do it because it was just, I mean, it was really, really, really cheap. And, he, and he's like, no, this, yeah. this, this isn't even a film. This was just done to, <clears throat> basically, to, to hold the rights. And he said, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, now I know they're talking about doing a Hellraiser with a female pinhead, which makes very little to no sense in the idea well, the of thing, the world. Well, there, there's, there's two things that make sense about that. And I, I don't want to get on Hellraiser because, you know, there's a chance we might actually, you know, preview a coming attractions, be talking about Hellraiser later this year. <clears throat> but uh, two things that do make sense. One, <laughs> In the Hellbound Heart, now remember, the lead Cenobite is not Pinhead in the Hellbound Heart, but the lead Cenobite in the Hellbound Heart is female. So, okay, you can say, okay, we're going to combine the characters. And the other one, the one that kind of makes the most sense is 2022. And we'll just leave it at that and move on. So the thing (laughs) with this... Here's the thing I love. You know, the one you you talk about, the the little technical things that that make you kind of pull you out. I love the girl that that knows how to use an AR-15 and has never picked up a gun before. I thought that yeah. was pretty good. She knows how to chamber around and a whole nine. I'm like, that's pretty good. I yeah. said when I, when I learned to shoot just a you know a uh, a, um, a uh, oh what was I shooting uh, a 380 auto. It's like I had to learn how to chamber around and all that. I didn't just pick up the gun and immediately know how to use it. You know? No, but when you're around out. when you're around such a he man manly man like that guy. They literally have pheromones that, that just teach you that you just know it. It's like the Matrix. It's just like now I know how to how to fire this gun. She that's, that's what Trinity does, right? Doesn't she download uh, the whole like he goes, let me download, and like you see Trinity look away. She goes, I can do this now, and like she downloaded. Then he yeah. downloaded into her head. I, it's not in the new Matrix. The new Matrix movie is yeah. a fucking faster. Uh, but like the 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 one of them, like whatever. I don't know. All those movies kind of blend together. At one point, there's 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 twins who are either albino they're or ghosts. just really, really they're or, ghosts, or whatever. Place holders. Right, whatever they are. And and they're jumping from car to car to car. All I know is in a movie that's all about like CGI and whatever, they had to physically shoot a lot of those scenes with the cars flipping and stuff because it looked too fake when they did it with CGI. That's what I love about the Matrix, the second Matrix movie, is like literally it's all about computers and bullshit, and the computer's like I can't fucking do this. All right, let's do it for <laughs> kind of thing. Let's go yeah. back to the seventies, you know, kind of thing. We'll do it the old-fashioned way with wires and cables and shit. So you know, kind of yeah, thing. You know, I mean, I, they're they're still doing that with with Fast and Furious. I mean, they they use practical up until they can no longer do it. 
you know. Yeah, so. I, the thing is, but the Fast and Furious movie is not about it's not a movie about a computer simulation. Yeah, I, you're you're right. That would be like it's a lawnmower man uh, yeah, when they're all is, yeah. in the lawnmower man part. You know, when they're all in like the part with like you know where it's clearly inside the computer. If yeah. they had to shoot all that stuff physically. Like if they had to shoot a lawn before, it still looks like just an to finagle the rights to do the Matrix versus the Lawnmower Man because I'll I'll pay American money to see that. Fuck yes, that'd be so awesome, man. The Matrix Lawnmower Massacre. (laughs) (laughs) Then you throw uh, you you throw uh, the ghost from Ghost in the Ghost in the uh, Machine in there, you know? Yeah, little Johnny Mnemonic, little Free Jack. There's a lot of stuff we can dump in there. This is the biggest the greatest crossover of all time, you know. Oh my God! Get uh, Battle Angel Alita, you know, that uh, that whatever that guy from uh, Ready Player One, you know, hold hold on. Hell yeah! (laughs) Oh my God! So anyway, um, but uh, the one thing I could say though, folks, as I think we all kind of agree on this, is that uh, um, well, TCM twenty twenty two is certainly not a uh, masterpiece of writing or acting um it is definitely gives you what it shows like so when you watch the trailer you're like oh boy it's a bunch of teenagers this is a bunch of millennials assholes whatever you want to call them gonna get all cut up you get a lot of that oh and yeah I, you do the bus massacre as as chris as uh chris said the Texas chainsaw um, bus massacre like that that scene i'm like okay this movie's just on that scene like the, I mean, people are like, well, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Why would they keep doing this? And I'm like, you mean like literally every motherfucking person I see who I've seen walk into a stop sign or like okay, okay, <laughs> Luke, and I, Luke and I were in the city. Luke and I were in the city and we're walking, no phones in our hands, talking to each other. And what what are we trying to avoid constantly in, in the block and a half we have to walk in the freezing cold? Dog shit. There is fucking dog, dog shit. I've yeah. never seen. And let me tell you right now, some people have big dogs, some people have little dogs, whatever. Someone had a bulldog that took a fucking human side. <laughs> we saw the bulldog. Like, holy shit, you feed your dog, you know, kind of like chili. And no, it's like, you feed the dog. <laughs> drank a quart of motor oil before he left the house. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, so, he eats, he eats, he eats people that go right afoul of the mafia and motor oil, and that's yeah. it. <laughs> So I'm saying, so Luke and I are walking, trying to avoid all the fucking dog shit on the ground, right? And so it's not hard. But there are so many people, as we're walking, who are literally on their phone, just walking through the dog shit. I couldn't understand why well, Why is the dog shit getting spread everywhere? It's because fucking can't look away from their goddamn phones to do this. No, but, but in, the, in, in the real world, they wouldn't start filming him. They don't fucking know what it is, and they don't fucking think it's real. They're like... Dude, we'll cancel you, bro. If you do anything, bro, bro, yeah, you, you know how loud a chainsaw would be inside that bus, you yes. know, and like how bad he would smell with the gore that's yeah. already caked on him. You know, it's yeah. yeah. But I'm saying this, but like they're like, oh, well, well, it wouldn't happen like that. Like you underestimate the idiocracy of fucking humanity. You well, underestimate none of this would happen like that. It's why it's a movie and not a documentary. There's actually <laughs> families of cannibals in central Texas that cook people for chili. I mean, come on, man. It's like, I never understood that. That's not realistic. It's a fucking movie called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And it's not the first one. Okay. Well, what's, yeah, but, what but, 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 Luke, <laughs> but Luke, when, when, when it starts out, what does it tell you? This is a true story. 
based yeah. on a true story. So. And John Arquette's saying it so you, you can believe it. Yeah. Right. I mean, he's a lawyer, goddammit. How so many Luke, does that guy have? I mean, come on. Yeah. Luke can appreciate this. It's like in Die Hard 2. When literally the gun is on, like he's John McClane's going to be shot dead. And what happens? His gun is on the people mover, comes right back to him, and he shoots the guy. Like that's going to happen. Like, like that's really going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's very local. That's very, very local. local. Like that's, that's really going to happen. <laughs> oh, shout out to uh, to Mahoney's dad. Anyway, so the whole thing gets Keith's dad. Uh, who said that? It was funny as hell. Um, the problem is, is that, like, you know, so how many movies do people watch? And they're like, well, well, I can suspend my disbelief and do whatever. And they don't even look for things to make whatever. It just seems like. Oh, whenever no, she- you're right. There, there was there was people that were criticizing <laughs> this movie for. And, and, I, and, and you know, I, I guess I can. I, I don't understand the motivation outside of, well, this isn't the type of horror movie I want to see on Netflix. I want to see, like, original stuff or stuff with Sandra Bullock or whatever. So it's like, so I'm going to I'm gonna tear this down. I'm not I'm not saying that to be facetious. I mean, I got nothing against those, those movies. That's just not my scene. What horror movie did Sandra Bullock make? Didn't she, did, wasn't she in one of them, what, A Quiet Place? Isn't that her? Bird I Box. In a- Bird Box. That's it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Pigeon pigeon perch or whatever it is. Yeah, that one. But uh, I mean, it, that's fine. I don't, I don't got any issue with that. But, you know, it's like, look, I get it. I get it. I'm not I'm not I don't have my finger on the pulse of, of popular culture. I get that. I'm, I'm just a, a fat old white guy. But, you know, it's like when when a movie comes out that I'm not interested in and you are, I'm OK with you being interested yeah. in it. I'll watch something else. I don't need to tear down what you like to put over what I like because I like what I like for my own reasons that I can explain with words, you know, not memes. I'm just saying. Yeah. Maybe this is because we just watched a bunch of millennials get fucking massacred in the butt, (laughs) but you know. (laughs) I'm just saying this movie, if you, it's, it's short. If you show it, if you're watching it in a room full of, or in a, a theater, a room full of people, it's going to keep everybody alternately laughing or getting grossed out. Like the whole yeah. sequence with the where they're driving to the hospital and Leatherface yeah. takes the guy's arm, and and that that whole sequence is is nicely done and kind yeah. of and pretty creepy. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's nicely done and kind of creepy. And then you know, as it goes, it gets keeps getting more over the top and. There, there's a lot of good gore in it. There's some decent gore in it. It do, doesn't seem to be too any. I don't think I saw any like CGI bullet sh- hits or anything like anything like that. It was nice and juicy. Yeah, the, the CG, the bad, the bad green screen in it is uh, yeah. when his face comes up in the field. You can kind of they didn't do a good enough job of tightening up the sideline on yeah. that. Again, I mean, I, I'm again, I'm not nitpicking that. I, I just, it just, it just caught me. I was like, oh, because I, you know, the green. I, I'm watching the, I'm watching the big TV, so I, I saw the line. I'm like, eh, you know. I just, I, I think I don't understand for the people who are like, you know, this is not a real Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, didn't that ship sail like 20 years yeah. ago or whatever? Yes. Anyway, you know, <laughs> why, why would your expectations be there anyway? It's not going to happen. You, you, you know, they those other sequels that had literally nothing to do with anything. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell, I'll tell the story. So when I went to go see 
Freddy versus Jason in the theater the first time because I saw it in the theater twice. I saw it once in a the regular theater and once at the discount theater. Uh, but this is when I was at I was working at at Clemson, so I was still just back when we still had the Astro Triple downtown, which was the the dollar fifty theater. Um, so the first time that I saw it was in it was at the the Regal Starlight, which is in Anderson, South Carolina. Very nice theater, very common uh, date night location for my wife and I when we were at Clemson. We went on a Sunday. It was the only time that we could get everybody together was on Sunday. So it was an after church crowd to go see uh, Freddy vs. Jason. <laughs> and the trailer comes up for the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I remember I turned to my friend and I said, you know, Toby Hooper is turning over in his grave and he's not even dead. Okay, this this is that that was when the boat sailed on TCM being serious horror. You know, it's like, come on, man, right. you got the head, you got the head of Harry Knowles making a cameo in this movie. <laughs> okay, I think I I think at this point, just you know what, go buy your your Super Collider, your Virtual Eleven, and enjoy the listening to the album, and don't worry about its grand place in the scheme of things. I mean, just it's it. You're not. I mean, anyone who's expecting. I guess. I guess because it was because they were advertising it kind of like Halloween, right? And Halloween was a bit had a bit more. You know, if you'll pardon the pun, meat on the bone than this did. But okay, Halloween was also a major theatrical release, and this went direct to stream. That should give you a hint. You know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, isn't there anybody brave enough to be like, let's see, why don't we just start from scratch? Make sure it's set in Texas. It has a chainsaw and there's a massacre and just reconceptualize it. You know, come up with a new idea. Maybe even that would take too much to... effort. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it would be too much of a risk. It could it could, you know, it could be really good and it could be huge, but it would probably more likely just sort of fade into the distance. Right. So you need Leatherface with a smock and a mat and a, and a face and a chainsaw. But, you know, I mean, I think that would be the only way you could put more juice into it is just to start it, start it totally from fresh where you where the audience doesn't know what's going on, you know, like a Halloween three sort of situation. Yeah, just, yeah, you know, turn it, would be, it would be even more it would have a little it would be even more connected to it because at least it would have Texas and a chainsaw massacre in it. <laughs> You know the scary part is about thinking like Halloween three, is that if they literally had gone with their idea and then Halloween four had been another movie like Halloween three, you have nothing to do with another the film before. Yeah, right. right. It's just another part of this thing, and they said, "Fuck it, we're just going to keep pushing this thing," and and not done four and not done five. Like we wouldn't have Halloween. Like yeah. it wouldn't exist. The franchise would have died. Even though I think Halloween three is a great movie. It's not a great Halloween movie in the idea that it has anything to do with fucking Michael Myers. And that's hard to say because I've seen part six in three different forms and none are good. Although no Buster Rhymes punching him there. So we're okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to throw this out real quick. And, and this, is the, this is the difference, right? Kind of thing. When you think about like, uh, you know, Texas Massive, when uh, Luke and I saw, I got it. Trying to remember. I, I, I want to say, I want to say it was Army of Darkness. We watched Army of Darkness, and one of the trailers on the Army of Darkness tape was the Lady in the Lake trailer. Yeah, for Leatherface. Uh, Leatherface, which is part, which is Texas Master 3 Leatherface, right? Yes. And I, 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 I'm pretty sure that I'm remembering this correct. And we was like, oh my God. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was definitely the Lady in the Lake trailer. I'm pretty sure it was that because, because I had the connection of the chainsaw, and I was like, 
that's not has this has movie these movie have nothing to do with it. you could not be further apart from Leatherface, Texas Massacre Three, or an Army of Darkness. Um, and the idea was you're like, okay, they're gonna bring this back. Like we had seen one. I don't know if we had seen two yet because it just wasn't a movie we had. And it was like, but it was like so. And then we heard about Leatherface. What, what happened? The movie was rated X. They couldn't get a rating on it, right? Kind of thing. They had to cut it back. How bloody could it be? How bloody could this thing be? Like it was supposed to be this this hype about this, but it was still in the same world as one going as much as one and two don't really track, but they okay in that same universe, right? Kind of thing. And it made sense because it's now this many years later and whatever. And and for those of you who have not seen uh, you know, Texas Massacre 3 Leatherface, it's really interesting, probably the best way to say it. Um, it's it's not that it's you know, not good. It's it's a good movie, but it's not the it's not as good as one. One is just and two is just fucking nuts. The thing is, like we look at that and go, okay, I can see that these things follow. Once you get out of that, once you once you kind of I mean, after new was it new generation or next generation? What's that called? Yeah, the one with yeah, it's new generation. New generation. Yeah. generation. Once you're there, I don't know how much you're even in the fucking world anymore. You know, it's starting to kind of get out of that world anyway. There's no need for them all to be like, you know, whatever. If you want to reinvent this thing, and I mean, and let's be honest, I mean, it's not a total reinvention, but the remake, you know, the 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 the, the Platinum Dunes remake, that pretty much reestablishes this now takes place at this time, this now what but it was like, you know, I don't want to say it, it's it's not psycho, where it's a shot for shot remake, but there's a lot of fucking similar shit in there. Yeah, idealized the original. Because, Whereas this one is intentionally kind of vague as to where it takes on. And it said that in it said that in I read an article with that. It was it was referenced in the Wikipedia, but I clicked through it. I want to say, but it, they talk about that that it doesn't. It is it it stands on its own, uh, other than the original. But it it doesn't right. invalidate the other ones, which I I did like that. I will I will admit that sometimes you get this thing that's like no none of that stuff happened. No one's heard about this any of this stuff. You know, and it's like, well, why did you need to get rid of that other stuff? You can, you can, you know, you don't have to reference it. You don't have to, it's like, oh, by the way, we got to tr- stop and try this chili when we're on our way down or anything like that, which would have been funny as hell, by the way. But, uh, you know, so you can, you can do that. And again, it, it, it fits in the thing. It's, it's an installment. It's, it's, if you like TCM, give it a shot. You might like it. If you are a more casual horror fan and you want to, you know, but you're in the mood for something gory, you know, give it a shot. It's not gonna, it's not gonna change your life, but you know, if you the people that are out there calling this like the worst horror movie on Netflix you need to watch some some actual bad movies. You know, I say yeah. that a lot because it's the truth. And it's like, guys, guys, come on. And they're all guys. That's why I say that. There's not, I mean, you know, there's aren't women saying this. It's all guys. And it's like, you know, come on, man. You know, I sound like Joe Biden for crying out loud. Come on, man. But. You know, there's 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 a bad movie, and then there's really bad movies. Okay, you gotta gotta understand your your context. And 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 this is about eighty two minutes. So right, yeah. you've you done know. stupid yeah, you're stuff. In, you're in, you're out. Yeah. In this, you know. Did eighty two minutes more bullshit than this? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Well, that then please see a doctor if it takes you that long. That you're reading the whole books, you know. I was thinking it's like you've spent 82 minutes, you know, trying to talk to that girl at the bar who's totally not into you, man. Or as Bob used to say, dancing next to the girl you like instead of with the girl you like. Uh, so, yes. 
You know, the subtle differences. <laughs> so, uh, a couple quick pieces of trivia out there. over the place tonight here, guys. I'm sorry. That's all right. The, uh, the road sign for Harlow lists the population at 1,974, a.k.a. 1974, <laughs> the year they originally were made. Nice. Uh, which I thought was a little it was funny. I I mean, when it, when it goes by, you're like, why they show that sign? And I'm like, and I went quick, quickly, and I didn't go back and look, but I figured it must have something to do with that. Um, also, and I didn't know this one. Uh, so the barn and house that Sally's in when they show, you know, she gets the phone call about Leatherface returning was actually sets used in the production of Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, which is yeah, right. super fucking violent. So, yeah, yeah it is. Um, it's, uh, I mean, the last two Rambo movies, um, yeah. Amazing. We, we, so for, He's a human when juicer he, in Last Blood. He just yeah. juices people. Oh. But, like, remember when people were like, wow, man, like, movies in the 80s, these actually, they're so violent. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> me neither. Right? But it was later on people said, Oh my god, you watched that as a children a child is so violent. And I'm like, I, it wasn't violent. like when you go back and watch like like uh okay. So perfect example is this. People say, Oh my god, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that movie is so violent. It's like guys get shot and they go, Oh no and they're grabbing their gut. Guys don't get their blown off. Like, yeah. it's not violent. I mean, yes, were the actual movies in the 80s a little over the top? Uh-huh. But let's face it, everything in the 80s was over the top. Good Lord. You know, let's you know, do a line of coke and vote for uh, for Reagan, right? Hell like, yeah. Like, remember that? Like, remember that movie, Over the Top? Totally over, over the, the top. Top, man. Yeah, I'm what I'd do is i go, I'd go over the top, right? Okay? And then i push them down, you know? The illegal <laughs> move I use that I, I went with all the time. But, like... The last two Rambo movies... Yeah, I'll, I'll play Apollo and then it'd be good, you know. The last two Rambo movies said, hey, you want to see, you think Rambo movies were violent back in the day? Look at what we can do now, you know? And then you think about that, it's like, okay, so if you go back and look at the way horror movies, or I should say, should say horror movies, slasher movies used to be. The original Friday the 13th, like the first, you know, and that kind of thing. I mean... Eventually, things got a little crazy. I mean, Jason's like literally, you know, freezing the girl's face off and shatters it on the ground. And Jason actually, okay, I think we need more of that in the world. Right. What I'm saying is, those movies, people are like, oh my god, how keep watching? Oh my god, I'm a, like, it, you had a bunch of teenagers you didn't like, or you might have liked, or you might have wanted to see get naked, or were doing whatever they were doing. Hey, hey, stud, want to go smoke some pot at premarital sex? You know, you kind of love thing. Love premarital sex. sex. That's one of my favorite parts. Of that entire fucking movie really? when he's beating them to death with each other. I'm like, that's awesome. And just laughing. That, <laughs> like, it's so so, good. Yeah, that, dude, it's it's awesome. That that kind of stuff where you were like, I want I'm going to the movies. It, it didn't have to change your life. That's what they made. But instead of it being a bunch of teenagers smoking pot, having premarital sex, it's a bunch of fucking millennials. I love seeing it. Fucking chop them up. Let's go. Now, again, all all criticisms aside, as a chainsaw not being a great weapon, much rather have, you know, kind of the machete or something else. Whatever. The idea, though, is they made exactly one of those kind of films. It's just you know, it's, it's an old school kind of slasher. There's is is there is there a lot of thought put into like how deep the characters are? No, but we don't need that. I just need to know tertiary. What's this guy? Oh, he's. He's this right-wing person. Okay, he's this. Okay, oh, it's no problem. You know, kind of thing. We just got to see him get sliced and diced. That's what it's got to be. 
So if that sounds interesting to you, this is worth your time. Trust me. You have a good time. You watch it. You know, whatever. And if don't, like, again, this is, I think, where the big issue to find. You don't have to have your life changed by every single film. Trust me. I watch enough movies that do absolutely nothing for my life to know that you don't have to have your life changed by it. But we can sit down and watch it. If you enjoy old school slasher, chop them up, whatever, you'll enjoy a lot of this movie. Now, yeah. you know, maybe you don't love, you know, the, the fact that, like, you know, there's like, well, maybe they need to put this in, whatever. Hey, shut up. It's okay. It's not, it's not okay. It doesn't have to change your life. That's <laughs> okay. the thing is having person. your life change too much. <laughs> yeah. you know. It's okay, anyway, but so. I, that, put that on the tagline for the episode. I figure movies, shut up. movies like this change other people's lives because they provide an outlet for not taking out your aggression with a chainsaw on, like, you know, your your fellow human beings. You go, you, you after a long work week, you can go and watch a Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and after watching all the millennials walk through the dog shit, you can go watch them get, get murdered <laughs> on a bus and... <laughs> feel yeah, much the, better. You, block don't, you don't want to use a 24-inch chainsaw. It's heavy. Right. You know, yeah. It's heavy. He, you know. Yeah, it is pretty heavy. It's you awkward. Cooper, he said when he came up with the idea for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know what he, he said? He was in a Sears at Christmas time, and there was just people all around him, and he, he was like, this is driving me nuts. And he goes, I just wanted to pick up a chainsaw and just go crazy. And I was like, well, I don't know if that's a true story or not, Toby. But it's a great. great story. It's a great story, Toby. Keep telling it, buddy. You know, kind of thing. You know, on, on the set of Poltergeist, he was telling it. I'm sure he was telling it on, uh, well, I can't do the October movie. I'm talking I'm like, uh, Eaten Eat Alive, right? Or... He, he was an Eaten Alive uh, before it. So, I don't know, remember? Anyway. No, Eaten Alive came yeah. after Texas James, huh? 75, maybe? Yeah, I, I thought it, I thought Eaten Alive was 76. I, I don't. I, 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 Somewhere in there, somewhere in that, somewhere in that magic time period. The post-game report is brought to you by. I can't find it. The hell with it. No one's listening. Live is no, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong eating alive. That's Umberto Lindsay. That's the wrong movie. Eating alive is seventy-six. You're right. It's, yeah. And it's got a, yeah. I okay. I had it back. So no, I'm 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 impressed that I remembered it. Yeah, See, I, I, in, my, in my house, I say, yeah, that movie came out in this year, and people just believe me because they don't know. Yeah, and Marilyn Burns there. There's there, so there's your connection. Is your so. connection? Yes. Stuart Whitman, who was also a Knight of the Leapers. Um. So anyway, so. along with DeForest Kelly, right? DeForest was also Kelly. Yeah. DeForest Kelly. I ain't got time for these giant fucking gravitons. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? This is. I would have liked to have seen uh, a movie with DeForest Kelly and, and Bugs Bunny being his foil. Oh, God. It would have been, he would have been a good foil to Bugs Bunny. God damn rabbit. <laughs> oh, that crazy rabbit. It sort of happened in that one Star Trek episode, now that I think about it. That, but that was Bunny from Alice in Wonderland. But Yeah, it wasn't. Close White enough. Thing, but yeah, good enough. There was there was definitely a rabbit theme going on with oh, the yeah. Kelly for some reason. Hmm. There's no rabbits in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There are chickens in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And chicks. 
Yeah. Chips. But yeah, but I mean that's that's the thing. It's like again, this is not 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 even the best horror movie you're gonna find on Netflix. But I enjoyed it. Like I said, it's it's 82 minutes. Get in, get out with, with one of your you know get a oh my god popcorn, a bowl of popcorn and your favorite beverage and just you know turn your brain off for a little bit. It's it's just I an just enjoyable thought, slasher. Thought of a missed opportunity in this movie is the the one character was wasn't he supposed to be like a famous online chef or cook or something like that. Yeah, he should have been making chili. Why? Yeah, why wasn't he making chili, or why didn't he get put in the chili? You know, just like uh, he's got I a get big grinder grinding up the meat. From two and three, huh? I get the feeling they were trying to disassociate from two and three. Yeah, which yeah. I don't know why? But whatever. So don't make I'm one sorry, of the characters like, a cook. All I can think of is uh, on uh, there was so there used to be a, a British. Uh, sketch comedy show back in the uh, in the 70s called Spike it was Spike Milligan it was a Spike Milligan show uh-huh. and the one sketch that most people remember from Spike Milligan is the Pakistani Dalek oh, and God. It, it's incredibly racist now but essentially there's a Dalek that comes home and he's a Pakistani so he's wearing a turban and <laughs> just you know just screaming in a in a Dalek with a pack put it in the curry you know everything they'd be shooting <laughs> in the curry that's <laughs> Really? Put it in the chili. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it doesn't. It doesn't quite, you know, fly today. But yes, that is. Aside, uh, Pakistani Dalek would also make a great band name. But there's just something. There's just something. Just a band made up of Daleks would be great. The exterminators. So, yes. Yes. There's something so. Deborah's exterminator. There's there's something so satisfying about the sound. Of, uh, like a bad guy that doesn't just talk, but they scream everything through like a microphone that's distorting so badly because they're just screaming everything at the top. No, no. (laughs) Chris, did you ever watch Futurama? Oh yes. So, do you remember when Bender, when he gets uh, uh, mutilated and he becomes a, a washboard player and he goes on tour with Beck? <laughs> yes, I was just thinking about Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't that the one where he? It, it's the, I was I I we heard two turntables and a microphone at yes. work. Somebody was playing on somebody's, you know, on their Bluetooth. And all I could think of was that episode where Bender joined Beck's band. <laughs> and wasn't that also the one where, like, when he ran away, he's, like, on a space train with a bunch of other ro- robots? Robot hobos, yeah. And, robot and, hobos, but, yeah. But, but, but he, at first he thought they said Romos. He, oh, I thought you said Romos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. No, oh. the fighting Beckionary. <laughs> Hands in the air rhymes with just don't care and done. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, we I, are all over the place. Here. Yeah, I think we've expounded as much as we possibly can on the. When it hits Futurama, in- that's when you know you've. Yep. Everything comes back to Futurama. But, yeah. but you know what? Again, if you like you like slasher movies, you don't need anything too pretentious. Give it a shot. What's the yeah. worst thing can happen? You waste 82 minutes on either yours or a friend of yours's Netflix, you know? And, yeah. And like, yeah, it'd be kind of ridiculous to also, like, spend more time talking about this movie than it actually <laughs> is in this movie's case, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I think we're doing pretty well on that count. <laughs> 
Yep. And if anything, just remember, gentrification is bad. Yeah. Good night, folks. And, uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, <laughs> fuck around and find out with that gentrification. <laughs> oh god. Visit our website at two truefreaks.com. Two True Freaks is always spelled T W O T R U E F R E A K S. You can email Two True Freaks directly at two truefreaks at gmail.com. Two True Freaks and all of its excellent affiliates are available on iTunes, and you can choose to subscribe to either the entire network if you wish, or pick whichever individual shows you want to follow. We have so many shows to choose from, there's just bound to be one that appeals to your particular fandom. Just search Two True Freaks with an exclamation mark at the end, space, and the number two. You can find Two True Freaks on Facebook. Just search for Two True Freaks. If you ever leave your house and you actually have friends, why don't you tell them about Two True Freaks? If you've enjoyed our show, please, won't you take a moment to rate us on iTunes? That helps others find the show, too. Thanks for listening. And join us every Monday for new episodes of Two Two True True Freaks. That is freaky.